Everyone has a family, but many queer people struggle with the family we're born into, especially if that family doesn't accept us for who we are. We can't choose this family, but we can choose a new one as we grow and develop. It's people you can laugh with, cry with, exist with, no questions asked. A lot of us find our chosen family when we leave home. For me, that was college. But what happens when a pandemic forces colleges to close? From the Trinitonian, this is The Umbrella. I'm Logan Cruz. Chosen family is one of those things that is hard for an LGBTQ person to go without. Even if we have the perfect family at home, it just helps to have another space where we can be, often with other queer people who understand what it's like to be queer. This COVID-19 pandemic has split up many of our chosen families that we have formed at Trinity University and colleges around the country. We were kicked off of campus in March, and we still haven't been able to return to any normalcy. Even when we can connect, it's not the same. When I stepped into my first Looney Crew practice, I knew I was where I was supposed to be. I danced all my life and I was not ready to give it up when I came to college, so I joined the hip hop crew. The people I met in the dance studio last fall have become part of my chosen family. I can openly talk to them about my gay and trans identity. I had people like this from high school in St. Louis, but now I was nearly a thousand miles away. I needed to start fresh. And this isn't an isolated experience. When I got to Trinity, I made all these friends that were so open-minded, and I had never expected that. Sophomore Nat Bartine also started fresh last fall. They had friends in high school, but after graduation, everyone started to grow apart. This new space, our campus, became very important. As a result, I actually came out as non-binary in December, and I had never predicted that to ever happen in my life. So really, I think Trinity has been, in that way anyways, really good for me. Um, I haven't had the most consistent group of friends, but pretty much all the friends that I have had have been just very supportive of me and made me feel like I was able to truly be myself. It wasn't really until my second semester that I had a big group of friends, but since the first day of school, I had Meg, my roommate. Matt Cook, also a sophomore and the Trinitonian Pulse editor, was lucky enough to build her circle of friends as soon as she arrived on campus, thanks to her roommate. We just became fast friends, which was especially funny because, like, they make you fill out that survey um, of, like, your preferences. The only thing we had in common was that we were both queer. I'm no longer young, dumb with phantasmic sensation, the joy of creation only a throb at my core, the chords of syllabic stress. Mac had explored this idea of chosen family at a slam poetry convention in high school. The prompt asked the writers who they would like to sit at their dinner table. And so I remember being able to sit there and being like, well, there's this close friend I want to eat with, and there's this comic artist that I really love, and 
um, you know, maybe I don't want this one family member to be there because at this dinner, I want to talk about my gender identity and they don't need to be a part of that conversation. And really being able to visualize a space where I got to dictate who I wanted to have that close relationship with, that close circle with, was so important to me developing an idea of my own chosen family. In the past two weeks, the number of cases of COVID-19 outside China has increased 13-fold. In March, the pandemic became tangible in the United States. In the days and weeks ahead, we expect to see the number of cases, the number of deaths, and the number of affected countries climb even higher. Way back on March 11th, the World Health Organization made a headline-grabbing announcement. We have therefore made the assessment that COVID-19 can be characterized as a pandemic. On that same day, we learned that almost all of us had to leave Trinity's campus prematurely. Matt came back to her dorm room and peeled off the glow-in-the-dark stars on the ceiling one by one. And then that afternoon, I had my last therapy session with my therapist before she was going to retire. Um, and so it was, a really, it was a really hectic sort of transition. In addition to these individual moments of grieving our space on campus, LGBTQ students especially were at greater risk of returning to a home where we didn't feel safe or able to exist comfortably. Matt knows how this feels firsthand. Although they came out at 17 as bisexual and have been identifying as pansexual since then, only their sister knew about them being non-binary. That was a little weird, I guess, because um, my sister was like struggling between gendering me correctly um, to others and then having to switch back with my parents and it was just this whole kind of like I was constantly worried that they were going to find out um, and I, I just had this fear of them finding out um, and that kind of weighed on me for a few months and I forget exactly when they found out but they did end up finding out. This summer when the news came that only first years, international students, and RAs could come back onto campus for the fall semester, Nat did not know what to do. I just, I remember being in shock, I guess, initially not believing it and not, not really sinking in that, like, at the time, like, I wasn't going to go back in my mind. And and then I remember, like, I don't know, maybe a week after I found out, I was, like, set on going back. I was like, nope, I have to go back. This has to happen for me because I'm not going to be able to do this. Nat applied to live on campus, and they were able to move back in for the fall. Campus life is isolating at times, but they know it would be worse at home where they feel like they must constantly answer for their existence. Queer people already carry a lot of weight on our shoulders. COVID-19 has only added to that burden, and it doesn't even take horribly judgmental parents for home life to be uncomfortable. When I came out as transgender, my family was not terrible but they weren't perfect either. They accepted me, but still sometimes asked invasive questions. My extended family often made me the center of attention because of this breaking news. 
I'm fine with answering family's questions, especially because they are supportive. But sometimes I do wish the onus wasn't on us as queer people to educate everyone else. It's that position as an educator, as a token or an other that can make home stressful. Dr. Amy Stone is a professor in Trinity's Department of Sociology and Anthropology. They're also the co-leader of a project called Strengthening Colors of Pride. For the project, Stone interviewed local LGBTQ people and studied the resiliency of the community in San Antonio. Stone started a smaller pilot project this summer where their students interviewed LGBTQ youth. The goal? To examine the support or lack thereof that these youth receive from non-parent relatives. What we found was that for a third of the people, their family was like super supportive. They're like, my family's great, you know? For a third of them, their, their family was terrible, right? And then their third were sort of a mixed deal. Dealing with family can be complicated. It became more complicated when COVID-19 upended our lives and the families we had created for ourselves. As a result, many of Dr. Stone's interview subjects expressed feeling torn between their friends, school environments, and home life. Some of them felt pretty socially isolated, particularly if they returned home from college, like they had been living in a different environment, and then they came home and had to be unexpectedly with family members who may or may not have been supportive. And some people reported getting closer to their family because of it. Mac happened to be one of those people who grew closer to family. Also this summer, my younger sister um, finally came out. Um, she came out as bisexual and being able to sort of be there for her as like a mentor sort of figure as she was dealing with, you know, her peers and all of that was, was really great, I think. Um, and I'm glad I got to experience that, even if it sort of came at the cost of me not being able to be up um, on campus at this place where I had sort of created my first real safe space. Mac's story of her younger sister's coming out and her new role as a mentor is a reminder that there is always good to be found in every situation. On top of her family at home, she still sees her Trinity chosen family when she reconnects with them through Zoom about once a week. Getting on those Zoom calls with Meg and all of our friends really felt like I had a piece, at least, of the Trinity sort of social experience. That sort of support group I had built up, I still had that and that was still accessible to me and I still sort of got to see their faces and make fun of their haircuts and, you know, all that good stuff. <laughs> oh my God. It's important that we don't forget the good stuff. The laughter, the late nights, the study sessions, the normalcy when we could spend time with who we wanted, those who make us feel loved and proud. Because there was definitely a period when I didn't have a sort of family and I was queer and alone, you know, like, but, but that comes um, through time and through learning about other people and meeting new people. And I think though the pandemic is scary and crazy and changing so many different things, it's still possible to build important human relationships. Um, they just may look a little different. If you're in your apartment, your dorm room, your childhood home, wherever you are, remember the good stuff. All of our circumstances are different, but we belong to a strong, resilient community. When we miss our chosen families, we just have to look forward to the day when we come back together, because that day will come. 
This episode of The Umbrella was reported, written, and produced by me, Logan Cruz. It was edited by Dominic Anthony Walsh. Our music is by Confectionary and Duck Lake. The Umbrella is a production of the Trinitonian, Trinity University's independent campus newspaper. Are you a queer person with thoughts or stories you'd like to share? A straight or cisgender person with questions you'd like answered? I'd love to hear from you. You can write or send voice recordings to lcruz at trinity.edu. All right, talk to you soon.